Okay. Wow. Oh, hey. <laughs> Suddenly the show got a lot more interesting. And, and now we're live. So welcome to PNR Show Season 4, Episode 11. Cinco the May the 4th be with you. Gary show. P's live on air. I did all that and I didn't queue up any music. <laughs> Anticlimactic. All right. I know. I know. This is awesome. Wait, there's the music. I'd rather have yeah. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me lugger for life. I'd rather have lugger than life. Buenos noches. Cinco de Mayo show tonight. Because I don't know how to say tonight in Spanish. Esta noche. I can do it. Esta noche. Negra. Modelo en especial. Uh, and. E. E. <laughs> <laughs> I can, only, I can only do French. Le Cima! American! Le Film! Ay! Keith! E esta review! Roga One! A Star Wars a Story! And now the hosts! Esta! Keith! Gary! E! Jeremy! Hola, Senor Rob! Hello, it's our Cinco de Mayo show. Don't it's sound good. Really Don't it's sound the best time funny. of the year. Best time of the year. It's it a kicking it off. Is. We're it's kicking off the lovely. summer. School is in the final stretch for all the folks that have kids. Uh, you got, you know, Memorial Day coming up. You got summer movies coming up, vacations, all kinds of excited stuff. But, you know, we want to start it off right on the PNR show. We want to start it off with beer. We've got of two course. good ones tonight. Modelo Negra, or Negro Modelo, however you want to say it, and Modelo Especial. All right, so wait, which one are we doing first? Let's do the Negro Modelo, because that's the one I have. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, let's do the Especial. Yeah, I was going to say the special do light to dark and make Rob oh, suffer and wait. Thanks, guys. For, for not having both beers. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, apparently uh, Cinco de Mayo is kind of big down here and Negro Modelo <laughs> is kind of big down here as well. So the Especial, she was gone. Uh, that's interesting because I, I couldn't find these. Uh, well, I didn't want to buy a six pack, so I just got a. Gigantic can of uh, yeah, Oh, you know what? I did not even. I did not even look for that. I didn't even think yeah. of that. But they I, didn't I have mean, the negro, so I only have the especial. Oh yeah, my goodness! So. Everybody's lacking tonight. But See, it's a I really did, big can, so that yeah, makes yeah, up I, yeah. I, I, I that. took a, a, a six pack of. Of Negro and pulled three out and put three especial in it and then checked oh, out. See, the oh, see, the store I went to frowns on that. Well, so does Wegmans, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> but if you're however, not paid enough to notice. However, all is not lost. I have had Negra, or sorry, Modelo Especial before, so I will be able to give an educated critique on it. All right. So, well, I can tell not. you this. All right. I, I poured the Especial and it smells like corn. Yeah, this is a 4.4% typical Mexican uh, lagerish beer, which I can tell you right now, uh, we'll be lucky if Gary and Jeremy don't spit it out right on the show. I've had Medela before. <sighs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, um, if Donald Trump builds a wall to keep this kind of stuff out of the country, that would be good. <laughs> hey, come on! This is the number two imported beer in the world, or That's exported right. beer in the world, or something. So this is, this is also, according to um, Beer Advocate, this is an American adjunct lager, and it yeah, sure it tastes is. like it. It is. Okay, I can tell so. you this: it, it's got a little more. Uh, it's got a little more richness than a typical adjunct lager. So okay. it is. It is. It is definitely better than the rest of the American American adjunct lagers. Okay, it sucks. 
but but it pretty much yeah it's pretty close to a uh to a pbr i think so modelo it's not close I'm, to a pbr no it's not it doesn't even have close to that much flavor Oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix it. Yeah, up. I, I was uh, saying that as a compliment. <laughs> we uh we're not doing ratings right now. Although this this sucks is not a rating, so you're yeah. you're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix it up with some uh, clamato and no tapatia. no oh, no <laughs> no you didn't because I I am a oh, big I mean, fan of the michelada. The michelada is pretty big in Mexico. I I, I, I love micheladas. Um, so yeah, you sent, me, this, you sent me that michelada with that lump of cat shit in the bottom. Of it. it was, oh, del- it was delicious. I'm so glad you did now that. That's Thanks. gross. Now that's Thanks. what we need to. That's the kind of turning thing me on to micheladas. That's the kind of thing we need to build a wall for. <laughs> Styrofoam cups Freaking with michelada mix. With uh, yeah, mix of no, michelada. Disgusting peach plum at the bottom. Gross. All right. So, how long do we wait before we move on to the other one, or we wait till you drink this one? Uh, or can, I could, or can you drink uh, this one? Let's do it. Let's do a topic and then come back to the beer. I uh, uh, well, I, we actually do have some feedback. No, we do have feedback. We do. That's not possible. We have a I'm ton not, of feedback. I'm not prepared for feedback. So, Rob, go ahead. Yeah. So, our, our good friend. I'm assuming these are all from our good friend Aaron. It's from our fan. Yes. Yes, our one fan. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron, buddy. Miss you, man. Um, from season four, episode nine, so just two episodes ago, uh, in reference to the list of the 50 largest craft breweries, he says, so I noticed that most of the breweries that y'all had not heard of were from the center strip of the U.S. That's flyover country. Uh, that is that is flyover country, yes. So it's where I am as well. Uh, also, you must get Rob to send you some of the real ale beers. Here are my personal recommendations. Actually, before you give those, uh, my next shipment, which is going to be happening this month, I'm going to be getting a, together a shipment for the boys, and real ale will definitely be a part of that shipment. Sweet. Uh, he recommends Devil's Backbone, which is one of his most favorite beers, even over Shiner. He'd have to go to the beer store with the idea of buying anything but Devil's Backbone just so I could actually try other beers. It will put hair on your chest. Named after a geologic feature near the brewery, a ridge that runs between Blanco and Wimberley, Texas. It makes a nice Sunday dive. Fireman's number four, he also recommends. One of their most popular, but I only think it's okay. Yeah, I've had yeah, Fireman's number four. Keith is very hairy. I want to tell you guys. Yeah, we're, I've we're seen, doing a hair check here. I've seen Keith at close and personal. He is a hairy man. Uh, full Moon. I am not a big fan of IPAs, but I think making ah. them with rye is a good thing, and this is a prime example of that. Uh, Rio Blanco. This is another one of my favorite beers of all time. Ice cold on a hot day, sitting in the shade after having done hard work. Heaven. Make sure that you have more than one to drink for the show, because it's kind of like sex. The good stuff just makes you want more. The show is pretty hard work. We could... We could do with a. The show is like sex. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had devil's try backbone. It, you try it once. Yeah, the show is the, our broadcast schedule is kind of like sex. We do it once, twice, and then we kind of say, "Yeah, let's take a break for a little while." I uh, thought you were gonna say you do it like once a month. I'm glad you depends. But when I do it, I do it whole hog, dude. I come with. I come. I come to bear, so to speak. Brew house. He likes this one, and I think Rob would too. It always makes me crave a grilled cheese sandwich made with either a strong cheese or a funky cheese, though. Keith loves his cheese. You had him at cheese. Uh, so that may make it hard. Yeah, make, make it hard for Keith to finish the show. Sisyphus. Every time, boy, man, Aaron's got a lot of recommendations. Sisyphus. Every time I drink it, I want to try my hand at a homebrew barley wine. Oof, I do not like barley wine. Those, I can't. No. <clears throat> That's yeah. my nemesis. I can't drink this one very fast, but I do enjoy the long journey sometimes. Phoenix is a good ESB, which is hard to find, and so is this one. B is hard to find, and so is this one. Coffee Porter, I miss having this one available last Christmas. I had gotten a factory-sealed empty bottle and a sixer one time. I still have that bottle. Lord knows if I need to get my intestines cleaned out, I will happily drink a coffee porter. (laughs) They also make 
a rye ale that I only ever saw in their mixed six-pack that was so good, I would buy the mixed six-pack just to get the one bottle of rye. And he notices that on their webpage, they have many more than he has never seen before. I guess he has a reason to go back to Texas after all. Not, I mean, me too. You can come back and visit me, man. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, real ale will definitely be in my next shipment. At least some of those beers. Uh, season 4, Episode 3. I kind of like the out-of-context readings of my comments, so I'm not super motivated to provide that context as part of my comment. Okay. I have to remember <laughs> what, episode, what we were talking about when we said that. He's afraid to look up milk punch on Urban Dictionary. Ah, the, <laughs> that's at the Urban Dictionary show. And he has spent weekends with my dogs. Don't worry. Rob and his dogs are mostly interchangeable. What? That's not cool. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. That's great Indian, feedback. And then last episode, season four, episode 10, Indian girl does not live among monkeys. Uh, was this like... I, a, I thought she did. Accounts of girl raised by monkeys in India questioned. New information uh, has been reported since the publication of this story that raised significant doubts about the veracity of the initial counts on which it was based. I don't know. You heard it on PNR show. I think you can trust it. I, I I prefer to think of her living with monkeys because that's a much more exciting story. So in the Washington Post, while the girl appears to, appears to have been abandoned near the forest in question, according to these new reports, these officials do not believe she had been living among monkeys. I mean, I think that would probably be easy to tell. I mean, if she throws her poo around, it's a pretty good chance. Anyway. Yeah, I said, you know. I'd prefer to think that the Jungle Book was real, so. Yeah. Well, fooey on you, Aaron. Thanks for ruining everything. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a lot of feedback. Thanks, Aaron. More feedback. Keep it coming. I mean, we're only doing feedback like once every 50 shows. <laughs> well, we only do a show once every That's like true. three or four weeks. That's so. perfect. It actually lines up perfectly. So. So how's the how is the uh, how's the beer working out for you guys now that you've doctored it up apparently? Oh, it's better as a uh, I added lime brew salt to it, and um, I'm not sure I have enough brew salt to ah. actually pour. Just pour yeah. a salt shaker down your mouth. Um, much better it when took it away, changes it, color like this. It did, it did take away that kind of funky edge that the beer has um, and, and make it taste just kind of less of the bad flavors. So that's good. So, yeah, I guess the results are good. It, it, it does have a, a, a borderline skunked kind of yeah, flavor it to it. Yeah. And I think that's normal. I mean, that's just kind normal of the, Mexican beers. It, it is. It is. They're brewed where it's hot. And uh, that's what it makes just, it especial. Yeah, it just it just kind of takes like it's about ready to turn, but it hasn't yet. So you got it just in time. You know, so you feel good about that. Plus, for the for the most part, I mean, I know you guys had it out of a can, but when you buy oh, uh, especial bottles, there are the bottles are clear. Yep. Not that's scary. That does not help the skunk at no. all. No. That means they're having to put some weird stuff in it to keep it stable. Perhaps. I think it's just extra corn. More or more, rice. more of the mesa. Mm -hmm. Are you the ready meat. to move on to the next one? Or the maze? Yeah, one move of those. on to the next I one. I would love to kind of, yeah. I think you'll be, I hope, at least, you'll be a little more pleased with Negro. Negro Modelo. Oh, I don't know. This, this one, 5.4%. And this is a classified as a Vienna lager. Uh, I had Devil's Backbone Vienna lager, by the way. That's I looked it up on Untapped. So I have had a Devil's Backbone. Hmm. What did you rate it? A four. Huh, nice. Yeah, for me, that's a pretty good rating for that style of beer. On a lager, that's uh, really generous. Yeah. Well, it's a Vienna lager, so. Like Vienna Calling? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's a lot like that. Falco. Vienna, like Vienna sausages. Falco really enjoys a Vienna lager. Mm. Who doesn't, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, Just saying. Well, it's a different flavor. 
Um, it's it's a lot mm. sweeter. Yeah. Um, it's not as rich as it looks dark, you know. So, which I guess makes it approachable. <laughs> this uh, six pack says something on it, something like new, same Negro Modelo new look, but this tastes not like I remember a Negro Modelo tasting. Oh yeah, well I mean, this one I'm having is. I don't know. My my bottle doesn't say new look. It looks like it always has. Okay. This, okay. So uh, this, this also needs help. As we move on for the through the show, uh, the the guys are you're going to hear over salsa. If you have you're going to hear seventy five percent negative comments on Negro Modelo. So I would just like to be the one voice of clarity and enlightenment, and say this is this is good. I like it. I think mine's been out of the refrigerator for way too long. Like it's a good beer. Probably 15 minutes. It's very popular down here. Actually, Modelo was one of the, uh, you know, the Negro Modelo was one of the first different beers I tried. Yeah. You know, and it, we did, did Negro Modelo on the old, old oh, show. Oh, yeah. The old show we yeah. did, it, I think, a couple times. But uh, yeah. I think, I mean, long before that, you know, when I was really sick of of you know bud at bars in college you know um and i wanted something different and someone turned me on to this this was one of the first ones i said oh beer can have different flavors you know <laughs> so it, it is uh it is kind of a gateway beer to to uh ambers and 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 therefore down to stouts and porters and and the fact that something different can be made um so there's something to be said for that However, for what it is, I don't think it's a particularly great example anymore, having broadened my uh, palate so far into the craft beer world that this, this does taste, it'll still taste a little weak to me. I don't have it, so I can't comment, but I did give it a rating on untapped. I have checked into it <laughs> twice. Oh, a so. previous rating. I got it. Okay, so what was the previous rating? Well, we wait till the end to give the rating, so I'm not going to tell you. you oh, so you're going to? I'm just wondering what it was. I didn't. I didn't think you'd be applying them to the show. Back I'm off, sorry. man! Back off! I know. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ouch. Interestingly enough, the last time I had this beer was nearly three years ago. So, oh. if that tells you anything. So watch out, folks. A little tease for later. You're not only going to get one rating, you're going to get two ratings at the, the end of the show. <sighs> But we digress. So uh, snappy, snappy Tom tomato chili cocktail Ugh. versus uh, clamato. Come on, man! Just drink the beer. Snappy Tom. I am drinking the beer. Holy crap! If I so were to doctor up a Pliny the Elder, you guys would scream your fool heads off. Yeah, that's because that's just silly talk to say anything bad about it. Exactly. Mm. So, Jeremy, is Snappy Tom a standalone, or is that a, a mixer or two? Um, you could do whatever you want with it. It's like it's kind of like uh, spicy V8 juice. You could drink it on its own if you like it that way, or not. Okay, but it's it not like a, it's not an alcoholic drink in itself. It's, oh no, no, no! It's a it's, it's a, a it's, it's just a spiced juice blend or whatever. Yes. Yep. Okay. Tomato and jalapenos and onion. Sounds delicious. Mm. Breakfast of champions right there. <laughs> All right. Can we? May we? Shall we? We may. We can right. and we shall. All right. Time for our pint taken segment, Keith. Give us the music. Oh, crap. <laughs> Don't. You could, not, you could have done any mariachi music. I mean, you had it. We were listening to it before the show began. <laughs> oh, did you want that? Is that, is that appropriate? Let's go to my own show. All right, all right. Reset. Take two. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. That's, Jeremy says that's on this all very show where YouTube gets us. On this very show, it seemed like it was only yesterday when it really was four and a half months ago. 
<laughs> Gary, Jeremy, and I gave our reviews of a little little movie, a little timely movie that was out just before Christmas by the name of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. At the time, uh, Keith was not necessarily ready for his review, even though the movie had been out for almost a month at that point. And we said, well, just see it when you can, and whenever you to bring it on the show, and we'll let you give your review. Well, here it is. The day before Star Wars Day, May the 4th, <laughs> only five months late, Keith has seen Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's true. I have seen it. Uh, it was it was a gift to me from the Easter Bunny. In fact, I've seen it twice now. Hey. And so I'm, I'm, I'm what you would call a Rogue One expert at this point. Ah. <laughs> Keith, would um, you like to give your review? I, I, I would. Here, I'll give it to you as, as we planned before the show. <laughs> for those listening that was a thumbs up Keith's microphone was not working before the show so we, we since we had this topic as our first one we told him he could either give it a thumbs up or thumbs down I, I really enjoyed it I think it was everything I wanted which was more of the Star Wars universe without all the traditional main characters um, I, I enjoyed that there was a slight cameo by Vader in there. I enjoyed that we saw just a little bit of, of Princess Leia at the end. But for the most part, it was a great little adventure flick that was not involving all the rest of the Star Wars stuff, but it still had all the Star Wars tropes, all the cool special effects, the you know the Star Destroyers and the spaceships and the laser battles and... And there was even a, a Jedi-ish person in there using the Force, and so I, I liked it a lot. It was it was really cool. It kind of makes me look forward to more in that vein. I know what's up next is is kind of not that as far as the interstitial Star Wars go, but uh, uh, I, I hope they do more, just other other stories and backstories in the Star Wars universe. I think it's really cool. Uh, how did you? Uh, how did you like the way that it tied into A New Hope? Uh, I thought it was really good. It just ends pretty much where New Hope begins, you know, or within like what seems like 15 minutes of it. Yeah, the um, most, the most, yeah, the most wonderful thing that the, I think about this movie is the criticism for years for, about Star Wars has always been: you build this gigantic space station, and yet you leave this little port exhaust port that if you just hit it with a torpedo the whole station will blow up how mm -hmm. what kind of planning is that well they answered this question that yeah. it actually was a flaw built into the system so that it could be destroyed by, by, by yeah by a rebel working undercover basically yeah i mean ingenious it was it was i don't i, I doubt that was originally planned that way but it's, no. a, beautiful, it's a beautiful write-in and it works so well uh, uh into yeah. it yeah it, it really it was it was cool. It just it felt Star Wars without being you know, or I was but I wasn't looking for Luke and Leia, you know. It felt fresh. It did. It did. Yeah. Um the other question that I wanted to ask you to to to, to talk a little bit about is uh, we've had two Star Wars films back to back now that feature uh very prominent um female lead characters, like not just support roles. Uh, even though Princess Leia was a very strong character. I think most people would agree that she's kind of relegated to the less actiony, uh, less uh, authoritative position in those the princess and senator and all that kind of stuff. So, as a dad of two girls, um, now having seen both of these films with such strong female leads, um, what you thought about that? That that would be. And he heard none of that question at all. <laughs> He heard not a single part of that question. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. That's the greatest. I set him up so nicely, so sweetly. He, he, just, he, he just left the set. He's gone. Oh, you know, he doesn't like when you compare actresses to his daughters, though. Oh my! Same, I, did it. Sentence. Wait, I did it. But you did mention actress, and then you mentioned I his daughter. I said nothing about now. This sentence. watch. You watch. This is where he'll start listening again. I said nothing about Emma Watson. Nothing at all. Look at the concentration on his face. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Can you hear us? 
I think he might be frozen. Oh no, he's not frozen. I thought he was frozen for a second. No, that was just that was just pure lost, concentration. He has lost his headset. <laughs> I'm sure if I he think, could hear, he would tell you. Well, you know, as a dad of two daughters, I thought it was great for them to be able to see strong female characters that didn't feel like they were just thrown in to be part of the story, that they actually felt like a driving force behind everything that was going on. And I thought that was really great and nice to see. Well, that's a really good answer, Keith. I'm glad you said that. I love your Keith voice. It's great of you. By the way, I also think that Emma Watson's kind of hot. I don't know what I said before, but she's kind of – I mean, I know she's you know she's 24 now, so it's okay that I think she's really, really hot. Again, this is Keith speaking. And uh, I think that in Beauty and the Beast, she's extra hot. She's uber hot, in fact. Uh, she's pretty wonderful. about Star Wars or Rogue One? That was a great review, Keith. Thanks. And he's gone. He, left. <laughs> he hung up. He's actually gone. He hung up the show. It's the best. <laughs> wow. So I devoted the entire first segment to Keith to get him to talk about Rogue One, and he lasted all about 30 seconds. I had to leave, too. I, I missed when he left, so I guess. He joined the video call. I'm liked it. Sorry. So that, <laughs> I don't so know what's going on with so my that's equipment. What Keith, so that's what Keith thinks of Emma Watson. Yep. Yeah. There. So Keith, Keith, I invite you now to <laughs> I invite you tomorrow to go back and listen to your wonderful answer to the question I gave you that was so nicely thought out and reasonably asked. I'm, I'm sure I did a wonderful job. Actually, yeah, it was, it very was nicely. Great. Yeah, good, good, good. So that'll that'll close out Keith's review of Rogue <laughs> Awesome. Because we've got to move on. Uh, uh, okay. Hey, guys, are you ready for summer movies? Yes. Uh, this This week, typically the first week of May, is usually when uh, the first big summer blockbusters start coming out. Now, we did have Logan... Uh, last month, which unfortunately I did not get to see. I'm so pissed off. Nah, it wasn't, wasn't um, worth it. Oh, really? Actually, uh, anyway, Gary's, Gary's the only dissenting opinion I've heard on that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone's really, it's really hard to be right sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, lo it's lonely at the top. The, the cheese stands alone. Great. So, uh, what I want to do. So I have got the summer release schedule here, gentlemen, by week, and I'm going to give you the nationally released films, okay, every week. And if you think it's going to be in the top 10 at the end of the summer, or sorry, a top 10 at the, uh, for the year in terms of box office, you just tell me, I'm going to mark it on a little chart here, and then when we're finished, I want you to go back for the ones that you checked off and tell me what you think the top five movies are going to be for the summer in terms of box office. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. If it does see you, yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. So first up on May 5th, this weekend, I'm so excited. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yep. Going to see that tomorrow. Anyone not think that that's going to be in the top 10 movies of, this, of the year? I, I don't think so. The, the early reviews are kind of uh, meh on this. I don't so, think it matters. I think people will just go see it anyway. I, well, it does have the Marvel cachet that'll that'll drive a lot of stuff, and I'm sure it'll make bank. I'm just not sure it'll be a top ten. It may not be a top five. Maybe it'll be top ten. There's been nothing good at the movies since the Oscars. So True. we're kind of in a drought. So people that yeah. like to go to the movies have been waiting for this. Okay. All right. I, I said it'll it's make top ten, but I bet it won't make top five. Okay. So you do say it will be top ten, or I'll put that down for you. I will. I, I think it'll be like nine. <laughs> the Marvel film, the first one was so awesome. Um, I think this is going to be an awesome one, too. Not as good as the first one, because the first one was so different and so out of left field. It kind of caught people by surprise, and it was really like a phenomenon. Now yeah. everyone's expecting it to be awesome. So we'll see how it does with the sophomore slump. All right, so May 12th. Next week, uh, we have King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh yeah, who's, it, who's uh, we've in got, that? Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword is uh, 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 Charlie Hunnam, who was in uh, Pacific Rim, oh, yeah. Jude Law, and a bunch of other people. Uh, I was hoping this was like a um, random extra. Another re, another retelling of the King 
Arthur's story. Any top ten? I think that'll last like three weeks. I was hoping this was like Legends of the Holy Grail too. No. Oh, wow. Uh, so then we have Low Riders, which stars the chick from Supergirl and Eva Longoria. A young street artist in East Los Angeles is caught between his father's obsession with lowrider car culture, his ex-felon brother, and his need for self-expression. Well, it's appropriate for our theme tonight. Oh, yeah, I know. Do you have a, right. a list of these that we can look at? I uh, yes, never... yes, 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 yes. Let me, let me paste you this list so you can see the schedule. And it has links that you can go right to the movies as well. Uh, we also have, then on May 12th also is Snatched, which is a comedy with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn, which you probably have seen some commercials for. No. You know, I don't think there's enough uh, comedies coming out lately that this might take some, uh, take some open ground and run with it because there's just nothing else up against it. Yeah, let me change the parameters of my contest instead of saying top 10 for the year i'm just going to ask you if it's going to be a hit and if it's going to be a hit then i'll put it down the list and then you do top five does that make more sense okay sure i think i think this will hit the only because of the total drought of comedies right and no this uh, this is a flop okay so Keith says yes gary says no i say yes too because um what's her, her first one um, oh, what was the movie should the comedy should have before? Um, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Yeah. Trainwreck was pretty freaking funny, and it was a big hit. And I think this is, has the chance to. So I say it will be a hit. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, I bet it will. Okay, it's it, it's it's a niche, and it'll 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 do well. Comedy is a niche. No, it's, Lord it's very us. it's very specific. <laughs> All right, I, May nineteenth. I think we'll all be a yes on this one. Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott yeah. directs a new Alien movie. I want it to do well. I don't think it will. The previews are not encouraging. Yeah. I, I think the Alien thing is done. I think Ridley Scott might be done. Ow. I'm even saying he, yes. Like okay, I, I got it's you. Hard, hard to be right. You think he's going to be done even with Blade Runner 2049 coming out in October? I, I have concerns about that too. I hope it's great. I really do. Okay. But all right. Uh, the other ones coming out is Diary of a Wimpy Kid: The Long Haul. That'll do really well. Um, that series is really popular among uh, the preteen set. Uh, so, and they haven't got anything to watch right now outside of Guardians, with the, which their parents will have to get them into. So, they're going to go for that. Yes. Do you yeah. say yes? I'm saying that's going to be a hit. I'm saying it's going to make a lot of money. I think it would have actually, it could land in the top 10. It, it will be a hit among its demographic. Yeah, I'll say it'll be a hit. It's going to make bank. It's going to be well. The first, yeah, the well first received. Be I mean, it's not going to win an Oscar. Nobody's asking. You know, that's not the category. Yeah. yeah no. All right. Uh, then the next one is uh, that same weekend is Everything, Everything, which looks to be a romance with, again, no one I've ever heard of. Blah. A drama mm. about a young woman with a disease that keeps her locked up inside her home. Boy who lives across the street. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's reverse <laughs> rear window. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. May 25th, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zach Efron bring the next reboot to the silver screen with Baywatch. <laughs> Keith laughs uh, it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of like The Rock, and I think it's funny that he's doing this, but I'm not going to pay money to see this, and I don't think anybody else will either. No. Everybody's going to wait, wait for that to show up on Netflix. I would actually pay money to be let out of a theater that was showing this movie. <laughs> I think that this is actually going to do well, because this is a, a genre, and Zac Efron has actually been doing well in this kind of comedy kind of role um, he had the ones with the, with the frat house in college that had um, what's yeah, his name yeah. so I, I think this could be a sleeper that sneaks up on people and Baywatch has a huge like, kind of cult follow well yeah and it's definitely it's kind of our generation 
um, that watched Baywatch the first time through. So there's a lot of nostalgia there too. They could yeah. capitalize on, but I I don't know. This it's, is I think this is good. It's going towards the uh, the comedic version of this reboot, kind of in the same vein as the Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, reboot, yeah. which was pretty funny. Twenty One Jump Street was pretty funny. So who knows? I'm not, I'm not going to put I, it on my I, list. I like Gary Will. I think I think he he has the potential to be funny in this role, um, and do it justice. So it's it. I'll give Gary you know a chance at it, but I I'm not going to go see it, and so I'm I'm not I can't pick it. All right, so May 26th, the following day, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. This is Pirates 5. That's going to make a boatload of money. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's Johnny Depp. It's Disney. Boatload of money, get it? And, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be gonna a hit. It's going to be a hit, but it's going to suck. <laughs> exactly. I really want it to be good because I oh, think that series love- has such potential. Like the first few movies were first actually film, pretty good. The first film, especially, was so good. Yeah, yeah, it really. But it's becoming, you know, the Rockies of Disney films now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that because the last Rocky film was awesome. Well, I'm waiting for the. Creed I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the for the for the last you know one, which is actually a spinoff, and Depp's not really in it. You know, that's that right. Be fine. <laughs> he he's gonna keep, you know what though he's gonna keep churning out these films because the news is reporting he's bankrupt yeah because he's bought about he's bought uh eight or nine islands in but in the Bahamas in the islands mm-hmm. plural just crazy so when is uh, uh when is he gonna gonna do Edward Scissorhands two that's what I want to know I'm sure if they threw the money down on the table he would do it it's, it'd be like Grandpa Scissorhands yeah speaking. <laughs> Speaking of Rocky, we kind of skipped over this movie, which is a um, it was it's a limited release called. Chuck. That's why I skipped over it. <laughs> but it, it, it suddenly is relevant because of our discussion here. It's the story of the real life boxer who inspired Rocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck. So that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. What, what's the name of that? Chuck. 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 What about Chuck Webner? Uh, okay, that takes us to June. June 2nd. This may be of interest to Keith because I know he loves this series of books. Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, launches June 2nd. Hit or no hit? Uh, I don't think it's going to be huge. I say no as well. Anybody else? Uh it's gonna make a lot of money because it's a kids movie, like a real like little kid movie. So, uh, but not a hit. It, it'll just do well for. for okay, so not a hit. Yeah, he says hit. hit. Which is it's kind of that's kind of an interesting juxtaposition with um the next movie. You you want to say anything about it? Or are you just gonna say thumbs up? I, I just I just uh, who me? No Keith. I think Keith can't say. Keith says yes, a head. His effing mic is out again. All right. (laughs) All right. The same day, Wonder Woman opens up. I will tell you, I am really looking forward to Wonder Woman. Um, I think this might be the lone shining star in the DC Comics movie universe. I mean, although I didn't, I don't think that Batman versus Superman was as bad a film as everyone makes it out to be. It's not a great film by any stretch of the imagination, yeah, but it's not, horrible. it's not, a, it's not the worst film ever. Um, there were parts of man of steel, which I really, really liked. Uh, but wonder woman, I'm very much looking forward to. I like the look of this film. I like that they're doing it in world war one. Um, it looks pretty freaking cool. So I, it is going to be a hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a hit. Wonder woman was the only good part of Batman what, versus what? Superman. So I also yeah, think this I, will. I think this is DC's first real superhero hit, and it will probably eclipse Guardians. Oh, I think so. I think so. I think it will. I think this has a shot at being the number one film of the summer. Wow! 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 All right, let's keep it going. June 9th, it comes at night, which is a starring Joel Edgerton. And a bunch of people I don't know. A horror taking place at a desolate home in the wilderness where a father tries to protect his wife and son from a malevolent, mysterious presence. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, okay, so now this isn't going to be interesting because 
uh, Universal is starting up their monster movie franchise once again, and this is the first one in that series, The Mummy. A, a modern-day take on The Mummy starring Tom Cruise with Russell Crowe and a bunch of other people. If Tom Cruise is The Mummy, I'm in. He's not The Mummy. Damn it. <laughs> he plays Nick Morton, one of the characters who decides to dig up the new mummy, which is a priestess. It's going to be a woman named Amanet who ushers in a new world of gods and monsters. Now, Russell Crowe is eventually going to play Dr. It does play. He's Dr. Jekyll. So he's going to have his own film at some point. Hit or so, no hit? I'm going to say no, because I'm looking like 30 seconds into the preview here, and it's just guns and explosions. There's no mummies in this movie. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, although maybe, that, no. maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll work to its advantage. I, my, Modern horror movies with, with the classic monsters in a modern setting, I'm sorry, they don't work. doesn't work. Nope. I Part think, of the charm of the mummy work. is that 1920s vibe, that, that yeah. pulp fiction vibe. I, I agree with that, and I think, I think it could work if they really embraced that and went to it. And they can't do that with Tom Cruise. They just can't. That was a poor choice, and that's going to that's gonna shoot this thing in the foot before it ever gets started. Yeah, I say not a hit. Go, go back to Mission Impossible 17. That's a much better film for him. Yeah. This looks like Mission Impossible. If you watch, it's, if you turn the sound yeah, off, it's pretty much Mission Impossible. Don't, don't make yeah, the mummy Mission Impossible. That's a terrible yeah. idea. All like, right, June 16th, we have uh, 47 Meters Down, a, sh- a scary shark horror movie. Mandy Moore, Matthew Modine. It's not no. Sharknado. No. Don't, even no. try, don't even try to outdo Sharknado. About this, guys. All eyes on me. The Tupac Shakur biopic. Uh, uh, that's going to make a ton of money. It's going to make a ton of money. It's not going to be. I wouldn't say it's a hit, but it'll have certainly a an audience that wants to see that movie, so it'll do pretty well. It's going to cause riots, and they're going to shut it down before it ever gets to Middle America. Wow, that's not going to be a hit. It might make a lot of money, but it's not going to be a hit. All right, Pixar Cars three, huge hit. It's Pixar, it's Cars. It's yeah. gonna make a ton. I don't, know. I don't know. Cars two really blew and it's did a, not and was cars, not a hit. The first Cars blew. The first what? Cars the first was cars okay. Was awesome. Yeah, no. that was pretty good. The first Cars was this, Doc Hollywood with Cars. Well, this yeah, is gonna but be, it was still good. It still made money. Giant, What's giant our definition TV? of a hit? We're not going for Oscars. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it's gonna gonna make I say it's going to be a hit too. The I problem think. was uh, uh, Cars Two actually was not a hit. It got out that it was it was too too rough for real young kids, and they and they bailed on it early. So I don't know if Cars Three, if anybody's coming back for that at this point, especially after the the, the catastrophe that was Planes as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll all say it's going to be a hit though. It's Pixar. They don't usually. I, I'm 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 saying no. Oh, you're I'm saying, saying not? No. I'm saying no. It's not a hit. Hmm. All right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in wild comedy *Rough Night*, along with Zoe Kravitz and Kate McKinnon. Uh, five women get together for a wild bachelorette party. I think it's going to do well for the niche audience because um, it's between Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. It's it's the hangover for girls. Well, it's 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 this year's bridesmaids, yeah. or it's yeah. trying to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably do well because it's the only thing targeting women all summer. I think so. You think it will be a hit? Yep. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. All right, I'll put that down. Neutral. Uh, okay, June twenty third. Help me, God. Transformers, the last night. <sighs> Did they promise this is the last promise? Yeah. Right. It's going to be a hit, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, these always make money. They always do well. There's a certain money. And then they It makes huge money internationally. That's what it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a big American hit because it's sandwiched oh. in between other movies that are going to be much bigger that are in the same genre and appeal to the same audience. It's like Wonder Woman. Um, but it's going to make close to a billion dollars. So I mean, I don't know. I don't oh know. yeah, absolutely. It'll make seven hundred million uh, international. No problem. Yeah, I'm going to say no one. on this. 
I'm gonna say okay. no. Jeremy says, or sorry, Gary says no. Uh, all right, Baby Driver, June twenty eighth, Baby Driver, which is Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, and Jamie Fox. Uh, Ansel Elgort stars as a, as a getaway driver named Baby who drives to music, and the movie is set said to be set entirely to music with an energetic soundtrack. He gets coerced into working on a heist that's doomed to fail. You know, it'll probably do really well. There hasn't been a there hasn't been a heist movie for a while, has there? No. No. I think it's it sounds like a cool movie, and I, I agree with Jeremy that's going to do really well. I don't know that it's going to land in like a top ten range because there's a lot of other things that's competing against. I don't th- it I think might, it'll be, might be a, might be a surprise. I think it'll be forgotten. I, I would give it a top fifteen, but not a top ten. Yeah. Keith, his mic's not working. Bam bam. <laughs> he's just cursing. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ah, he says oh, no. Says no. Uh, they, no. All right. He says June 30th. Amityville, The Awakening. Another Amityville horror movie. Anybody think that's a hit? No. No. All right. How about Despicable Me 3? I say yes. This Despicable Me yeah, uh, franchise gonna, is huge. That's going to make a ton of money. I didn't see the second one, but I loved the first one. Agree? I um, haven't seen any of them, but yeah, it'll probably be huge. Yeah. That's the one with those annoying little yellow things. Yeah. 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 The first one is is pretty entertaining. It's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And uh, it looks like we're getting quite a few you know, big kids movie hits. Uh, all right. So also on June 30th, the uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Hmm. Two parents decide yeah. to turn their home into an underground illegal casino to make money while their daughter is asleep. I actually oh. saw the previews for this. This actually looks his freaking hysterical. This is that. Yeah, this is. Gonna I'm be not a sure hit. it's going to be a hit, but it's going to be funny as hell. I'm going to go out and, on a limb and say this will be a hit. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of really of these kind of comedies in the summer. I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of actiony special effect kind of movies coming out, but as pure comedies go, this has. Yeah, I mean. A- Really wide range of appeal. The, the last one was the Amy Schumer one, which will be long out by by now. So sure, I think yeah. I think this will be great. Yep, and I, I'm Amy hoping Schumer. it'll be great. It looks funny as hell. All right, July seventh, July fourth weekend, Spider Man Homecoming. I am beyond psyched for Spider Man. I Finally, believe this will be the top grossing movie of the summer. I, I think Marvel Spider Man is going to be really good, but in the same summer, uh, when we've got Wonder Man and uh, Wonder Man, Wonder Man, <laughs> Wonder <laughs> Woman, and Guardians, wow. uh, I don't I think, think it's going to do as well. well. I, I really don't. I think I, Guardians is going to be a little tainted by those early reviews, and it's not going to make as much as they hope. So, I, and and Wonder Woman is going to be great, but I think this is going to outdo it. Just because oh, yeah. of the um, I, Avengers I, franchise, I, I, it would be okay if it did, but I don't think it will. I think I think people are pretty burnt out on Spider Man. You don't even think though, it's gonna even be though it's Marvel now? I don't think it's got enough. To wow, wow! Okay. I, and don't get me wrong; it's going to be a hit. I just don't think it's going to be number okay. one. Well, so it is a hit. Okay, so I am putting it's it down be a hit. hit for you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not poo pooing it. I'm just saying it's it's not gonna it's not gonna Thank be number goodness. one, and I think it'll drop below Guardians. Okay, uh, July fourteenth. I've really enjoyed both of the first two films in this new reboot series, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes, this will be a hit. No, it's gonna flop. The first two were awesome. Did they do that well? Yes. I, I really didn't million. like that. Yes. The, the last one. Well, I haven't really bothered awesome. to see any of them, and no one's recommended them to me, so I don't think. Oh, I'll recommend them to you. I really enjoyed them. Uh, you had you the had several one, years to recommend them to me, and you never did. So damn it! Sorry. Forget it. Sorry. <laughs> you had your chance. All right. So I'm the only one that's saying War for the Planet of the Apes is going to be a hit. Yeah. Right. Uh, then be we number have twenty three of the summer. <laughs> Wish upon a magical box a young woman. Whoa! A magical box a young woman receives that causes prob- more problems than anything. She uses it to make wishes and mess with the people who are bullying. Yeah, I'll, I'll just move on. Uh, pass. Uh, Dunkirk, war film. Um, stars Mark Rylance, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, Kenneth Branagh. 
uh, about Allied soldiers from Bel Belgium, Britain, and France surrounded by the German army during a fierce battle in France at the start of World War II. Directed by, I believe it's Jonathan Nolan, I think. Christopher Nolan, excuse me, Christopher Nolan. I think this will make. I think this will be a hit. I'll go. I'll go say it's a hit. Probably do pretty well. Won't be top ten. Top twenty, but yeah, it'll do well. All right, Keith. Is mm, I got no opinion. Okay. I got no opinion on this. Um, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think so. I don't know. Okay. Uh, girls trip. This is Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Tiffany Haddish as a group of friends who decide to take a girls' trip together. Mm, no. Not going to do too well. No. no. Valerian. I think, I'm sorry. I think of that genre, um, what was that rough one? Rough Night? Rough rough Night will eclipse the uh, whatever that. Uh, what did we just talk about? Girls' trip. <laughs> I forgot it already. I don't know. Words. Move on. <laughs> okay, now, this next one, I'm anxious to hear what Keith has to say because he is a huge Luke Besson fan because he loves the fifth element. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Wait, who doesn't love the fifth element? Really? I, I know. Rob, Rob, Rob Papoos it. I it's think a it's an horrible, amazing film. horrible movie. Um, oh, Valerian is, I have seen every trailer. I have watched them all several times. I am so psyched for this movie. It, it, if I see one movie this summer, it'll be Valerian in the in the box office. Um, this is definitely this this is going to be my number two for the summer pick. I think it's going to break out and go huge. It's I think Wonder Woman will beat it barely. I really um, want it. To, I really really want to like it. Every time I watch the trailers, I'm I'm convinced that the actors are staring at green screens. They look. Oh, they are. Well, they, they, they definitely are. But they, but they're actors. They should, but they shouldn't look like they're looking at a green screen. Well, the, they should know what they're supposed to be looking at, and that. But they're, but they're new. That's they're just, all new uh, and, yeah. and they're main actors, and yeah. and I think that's gonna new be actors. This is not an excuse. We can poo-poo Valerian after it comes out. I, I, I think I want it to be a hit, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not. I, I think it's not. Even if it's even if it's not a hit, I just I just want to enjoy it. But I I. I don't know. Uh, Atomic Blonde, July twenty eighth. This is Charlize Theron, kind of like the uh, the John Wick series, but for but with women. Takes place in Cold War nineteen eighty. She's an MI six agent that's going to East Germany to find some spies. Everything you just said is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this. I want this to be a hit, and I'm going to say yes, just because. Okay, I want to. Jeremy and Gary. I think this is probably going to be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be a hit. I think you're wrong. Keith? He says yes. Did we lose his Keith's microphone again? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I think Keith. He says we yes. should just... Let, let's, when he comes back, let's pretend his microphone is off. Let's alternate. So the first, the next movie, Rob okay. picks pick for, for Keith, then Jeremy picks for Keith, and then I'll pick for Keith. <laughs> All right, the... Oh, my God. I can't believe this. The emoji, the movie. Oh, dear God. No, that's... This is, I refuse to suck. believe this will be a hit. I refuse it. It's gonna suck. I don't know. It has the poop emoji uh, in it. An inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power. Who cares? Well, if you're going, if you're if you're going regional hit, this will be a huge hit in the Bay Area. It'll be a huge <laughs> hit in like three theaters lines, in San Francisco. Lines around the block. Keith, did you get your mic working yet? Oh yeah, I'm can't, back. Can't hear you. you can't man. hear you. What? Can't hear you, buddy. What? I could. Are you That's there? bullshit. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here about no? it. No? What? You there? <laughs> yeah. Gary, August 4th. Skipping August 1st, there's a little one coming out. August 4th. All right, Keith. The Dark Tower hits August 4th. I, th I think The Dark Tower is going to be awesome. I don't know if it's going to be a huge nationwide hit. I think it's too unique and the fans are not going to get the fact that this is a second run through i think it's got a lot of stuff working against it it's going to be a cult favorite later but it's not going to do well in the summer yep i i agree with that. i agree with you that's uh, unfortunate but i agree yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna love it but it's it's that's yeah. it, you and me are gonna love it we're gonna eat it up we're gonna own the blu-rays but 
Yes. All right. It's, so it's going to be the fifth element for, for the next generation. We've got Finn from uh, The Force Awakens, John Boyega starring in Detroit about the infamous Detroit riot of 1967. Yeah. Not a hit. Nope. Not a hit. Probably maybe an Oscar movie. Who knows? But not going to be a hit. Uh, yeah. 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 No one's going to want to go see it. Let me just say this. I'm not trying to be political. No one's going to go see a movie about riots when there may be actual riots going on. Well, yeah, it, it just becomes a uh, a map a plan. All right, then we have uh, Midnight Sun, starring Arnold's kid Patrick Schwarzenegger, about a 17 year old sheltered niece since childhood and confined to her house during the day. But didn't we have this already? So this is a someone is a confined re- to their house. This is a remake of a Japanese movie, so it's it's going to be maybe originally a good movie and then. Americanized oh, for a new audience. No, so I don't think it's going to work. No, thank you. Annabelle, the yeah. hit, or sorry, Annabelle Creation. No, that's uh, a bunch of people I don't know. Yeah, some kind of horror movie. Let's move on. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> what a pair. Is this a comedy? That's yes. got to be. Yes. Yeah. Also starring Gary Oldman, Salma Hayek. Not a uh, hit, but it'll do well. But this not a, not action a comedy two. stars Ryan Reynolds as the world's top bodyguard who is hired to protect a hitman who must testify at the International Court of Justice, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, boy. Maybe. I'll say maybe. I definitely yeah. watch that on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Usually, usually late summer when you start putting comedies in there, they don't really do very well. Yeah, people are going back to school. Yeah, uh, the Nut Job two was was there a Nut Job one? I think yeah, this would be just really as good. memorable. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, coming to the end of the summer now. I'm gonna stop at, at Labor Day weekend. By the way, Polaroid, August 25th. Uh, I have no idea who that is. It's in the style of Vein. Uh, sorry, the Vein of the Ring and Final Destination. So a horror movie. Yeah, it's not gonna no. do much. In 3D. What? No. 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 Now, Terminator 2 is an awesome movie. Yes, leave it as an awesome movie. Not a hit, though. Uh, Villa Capri, Capri, a two-hander action comedy in the vein of Midnight Run. Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones, an ex-mob lawyer in the witness. Yeah. We've seen this movie a zillion times. Uh, And then finally, uh, no, August 30th, we have Leap. Which looks to be a Pixar-y type movie. This might be a surprise hit. I don't. It's not going to be huge, but I think it's going to do really well coming on the uh, the end of summer. Not a lot of kids' movies before it, and I think this this will do pretty good. So you say yes? What's yeah, the, uh, I think it's going to do pretty good. What studios producing this? Uh, the Weinstein Company. Yeah, I think it's going to do well. I'm not. I'm not thinking top ten, but it'll do well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's kind of. Yeah, it might. It may do well. All right. I might so go, actually, I may go see this. Here's your last one. Last one <laughs> for the uh, for the summer. Renegades. Uh, action heist thriller, formerly known as The Lake, starring J.K. Simmons. And I have no idea. Uh, Navy SEALs yeah. who try to find long-lost Nazi gold at the bottom of a lake during the Bosnian War in the 90s. Hasn't that been made a million times? Yeah. Not a million, only a thousand. Okay, a thousand times. It's the beer exaggerating. It's Monuments Men, but with gold. <laughs> Yay. Or what was the one that George Clooney did in the desert? Three Kings or something like that? Yeah. All right, so let me quickly give you guys films that you said, and then I want you to each take listen to your name, listen to your films, and then come up with your top five. Ready? Keith, Guardians, Snatched, Diary, Pirates, Underpants, Wonder Woman, Rough Night, Transformer. We said you'd think Despicable Me was three was a hit. The House... Spider-Man, Valerian, and Atomic Blonde. What's your top five? Oh, he lost his mic. <laughs> Valerian. We actually did lose your mic this time, Keith. We're not lying. Spider-Man, Wonder Woman. 
All right, and so underpants. Let me move to. I'm sorry, Gary. You're oh, you Wonder Woman. Okay, so I got one of those. And underpants, right? Right, Keith. Underpants. Just shake your head up and down. <laughs> Guardians. Oh, Wonder Woman, Valerian, Guardian. Okay, Wonder Man. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Valerian, really Guardians, underpants, and pirates. pirates. Yeah, okay. that's okay. what we said. All right, Jeremy. I can tell you my the five I think are going to be the biggest hits. Uh, it's going to be Guardians, Wonder Woman, uh, Spider-Man, Despicable Me, and Pixar Cars 3. Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Despicable Cars 3. All right, Gary, top five. Uh, Wonder Woman, Guardians, Spider-Man, Pirates, and I'm going to go on the long shot, which was the one with uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Uh, the house. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. All right. So let's see here. Um, I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy will be the number one film. And I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, well, it may be close. I, okay. So this is box office. Yeah, yeah, box, yeah, office. box office revenue. Guardians, Transformers, Wonder Woman, uh, Cars 3, and Spider Man. There's my top five. All right, I will check. save this list and we'll see how we do at the end of the summer. September comes up. Yeah. All right. All right. So what do you think, guys? That that segment took a little while. Do you want to do picks? Do you want to call? Uh, it? We're already over an hour, so we should probably skip right to be a review and. Yes. All right. Let's go with the especial first. Let's go around. I know these are going to be low. Especial. Who'd you say? Gary. <laughs> Um, there is nothing especial about this beer. Um, I, I could not put enough brew salt in it to make it palatable. I, I'm actually out of brew salts now, so I'm going to give it a one. One. All right. Keith has actually on record. He has typed it down. He's given especial a two. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, how's, what say you? Yeah, this is a big, gigantic one. It's exactly what you'd expect from an adjunct lager. Um, make a Michelada out of it, and it's tolerable. One. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Special a four. It's fine for Mexico when you want a cheap beer because they're really cheap down there, um, and it's a very this is a very summer in Texas type beer. Um, Corona is the other big one, which I know the boys love. Um, but down here in Texas, they're they're pretty popular. So it's a, it's a four. Nothing to write home about. They're they're expensive here. It's ten bucks a six really? pack. Yeah. Hmm. So you'd think all those people to... pouring over the border would bring some especial with them. No, it's um yeah, ten bucks a six no. pack is getting a little pricey for uh, this well. kind of beer. Yeah. All right, uh, Modelo. Let's go in reverse order. I'll, I I like Modelo a lot. It's um, it's one of the first beers I've ever I ever drank, by the way, probably within the first ten, um, and it just has that kind of nice buttery feel to me. Easy drinking. It's very simple to drink, but you've got to have it ice cold. If it starts to warm up, you got to throw it out immediately. Just like Corona, just like any Mexican beer, you can't drink it warm at all. It's got to be ice cold. Um, so I will give I, I give Negro Medela a solid six. I like it a lot. Um, okay, Jeremy, what do you give Modelo? Um, it's my go-to for a michelada just because it has more flavor than most Mexican beers. But on its own, it's it's really, the flavor's not my favorite. I'm going to give it a two because it's better than a Especial. <laughs> it's 100% better than an Especial. It's 100% better. <laughs> all right, Keith. Uh, yeah, gives... you're right. If it warms up at all. Oh, yeah, if oh it's boy. warm, it's got to go. Yeah. Keith gives uh, Negro Modelo a three, a, tw a trace. Uh, um, and I didn't Gary? have it tonight, but my untapped rating has was a two, which is a four in our range. Ooh, I'm that's high. Very generous. What was your drop? It's a six. I gave it a six. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So the especial averaged out to a two for our group, and the uh, negro averaged up to a three point seven five. Okay. So not much to, to write home about, but um, 
you know, well, one's better than the other. We've had worse. I mean, there is plenty. I mean, there is, <laughs> there is a worse out there. So, all right, gentlemen, any closing thoughts? Nope. Uh, there's a special place in hell reserved for people like you, Rob. You'd say things like that. <laughs> oh, my. Thank you. Oh, that works for Keith. That works. <laughs> Jeremy, any closing thoughts? Uh, drink more beer, but preferably not these Mexican beers. Right. All right. Keith, any closing thoughts? Yeah, sure. I think Emma Watson is hot. <laughs> oh, of course, Thanks, the Keith. soundboard works. Can you play music? Yeah. <laughs> Keith really thinks. Uh, say that again, Keith. Emma Watson is hot. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, I guess we'll have to close it out for season four, episode 11 of the Pyre No Return show. Here comes the music. Keith, he's typing. <laughs> Keith's typing. Really slow. He's henpecking. He lost audio. <laughs> Cue me for music now. I don't know about you guys, but I think he should lose his audio every show. I think this, yeah. this may be the, the highest production value we've ever had on the Pride of No Return. Pretty freaking good. Yeah. Uh, let's just go out on top. <laughs> I think that that's the end of our run, right? There. Better. It, it doesn't get better.